Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Oh, we've been talking about fish farms in this province, it feels like, for decades. We still are. And now comes word from Washington State that in that state, they have decided there will be no more Cook Aquaculture fish farms in Puget Sound. They decided not to renew the last of the fish farming company's leases on net pens in Puget Sound. So what does that mean for BC? What, what's going to happen here as a result? Joining us now is Bob Chamberlain, chair of the First Nation Wild Salmon Alliance. Bob, thanks for being back with us. Uh, good morning, Simi. Thank you for having me. What did you think of this news? Well, I thought it was a very positive development in regards to protecting Pacific wild salmon. I mean, many of the things that I've read about this decision are mirrored uh, experience here in British Columbia. Like what? What they, Were they having problems as well? Well, first I see that, uh, you know, the First Nations or the tribes down in Washington State expressed deep concerns about the threat to their food security. And certainly that is an outcry from the majority of First Nations in British Columbia as well. And we're looking at, you know, the DFO is now uh, involved in the transition planning process. And I'm waiting to see if the government is actually going to fulfill its commitment to transition open net cage fish farms from the ocean and get on with looking after the primary responsibility, which is wild salmon and the environment. We've been waiting an awfully long time, I feel like, for some change on this, Bob. Is there change that happens that perhaps, you know, regular British Columbians just aren't seeing? Well, the changes have been slow and not largely ineffective. The DFO has got a mandate to promote this industry in British, in British Columbia and Canada in general. And so what we see is a biased perspective in terms of regulation and condition of licenses and certainly in the monitoring. And, you know, when I read this, uh, the articles about what happened in Washington State where the Cook, Cook's uh, fish farms were operating out of compliance with regulation and so forth, that's exactly what's been happening in British Columbia for far too long. And the regulations and conditions of license have no teeth, no impact, and essentially the industry is self-monitoring and able to do whatever it is that they like, including impacting wild salmon of British Columbia. Right, because that was the concern here, right? I know this company had uh, a problem back in 2017 that spilled tens of thousands of non-native Atlantic salmon into the water, and that's, that's right near B.C. waters. Well, many of these fish wound up in B.C. waters. I mean, they were being caught uh, quite... Uh, I remember reading about these fish being caught in the Fraser River. I remember them being caught up by uh, Tlaaman Nation's territory around Powell River and and in the Santa Chinlet as well. So, I mean, it's not like these fish are innocuous. And we've had many releases, accidental, of course, they state. And, you know, I'm mindful of the, the fish that were escaped from the fish farm on Guilford Island where there was 20,000 that were lost a number of years ago. And the company reported that a good recovery was getting 1,500 of these back. And to me, it just shows uh, an indifference to the environment that they operate in. And I recall being in Norway talking to the uh, CEO of, of one of the big companies, and they, they just flagrantly said, we do what your, your country allows us to do, 
and they don't bring their best understanding. So I think it's very exploited. Right. So they don't go above and beyond. They're just doing exactly what they're allowed to do. Exactly. And they know the impact of disease and pathogens and sea lice very well in Norway. But they don't bring that understanding here. So I don't see them as a very responsible corporate citizen. And to know that, you know, like we've got historic low salmon returns right now to the Fraser River. And that means low, historic low juvenile salmon leaving the river with 1% coming back to spawn. We have not seen the worst yet in terms of returns to the Fraser River. And it's time that the Canadian government and DFO realize that we're on this downward spiral for wild salmon. It's not just Aboriginal rights here. It's about the environment. It's about the economy that goes with healthy and abundant wild salmon stocks. And it seems that DFO has completely lost that script. All right, Bob, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate your time. That's Bob Chamberlain, chair of the First Nation Wild Salmon Alliance, talking about the decision the Washington State Department of Natural Resources made in telling Cook Aquaculture it is time to leave that state and no longer do business there. They've decided not to renew the last of that company's uh, leases on net pens, which will have an impact on us here in B.C. as those net pens were so close to B.C. waters.